Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. It's been another weekend of knife violence on London streets. A 14-year-old boy was stabbed to death in Newham. A 16-year-old girl has suffered life-changing injuries after a double knife attack in Lambeth. Only last month, an 18-year-old was fatally stabbed outside his home in Walthamstow. In fact, of 33 homicides in London so far this year, 24 have involved knives. And Scotland Yard admits that with lockdown easing, they expect the violence to get worse. So what are they doing about it? They've launched Operation Sceptre, which will put extra patrols out on London streets. I'm joined now by the Evening Standard's John Dunn, who's covering the story. And John, knives seem to be prevalent across the city. That that seems to be the case. There's, there's, a, pre, there's a prevalence. Um, young people do carry knives. Many say they carry them for self-defence. But the argument uh, to that is that we, we can't have young people with knives in their pockets or in their belts to defend themselves. It, it's not a healthy um, way for society to go forward. And knife crime figures have, have been high over a number of years. And, and the problem doesn't seem to be improving. So this is not a new problem, is it, though? What's different this time? Well, uh, this morning I spoke to the commander um, in charge of Operation Scepter. And he, he said explicitly that he sees knife crime as the biggest problem fa- facing the Met at the moment. More resources are being piled into it. This week, knife arches will be set up outside stations. There'll be more stop and searches. And police are particularly interested in searching or identifying potential drug dealers carrying knives and operating county lines operations. There seems to be a a real will and a bit of extra resource being put into trying to tackle this problem, uh, which hasn't been improving uh, for a number of years. So you've spoken about those knife arch deployments, John. What are those and what other things are police doing? The knife arches are are basically portable machines which, which can detect if someone's carrying a knife, so you could set them outside a train station where there's been a particular problem or an underground station where there's a particular problem with drug dealing and, or, or knife carrying. And these, um, these knife arches will electronically bleep and uh, make um, police aware that someone's carrying um, a, a blade. Hand in hand with this, the police say they're not just going for stop and search and knife arches. They are actually going to schools this week. Uh, to talk to kids about uh, blades and the dangers of of carrying concealed weapons. It's not just a a tough crackdown. There's also the educational side to it as well they want to emphasise. And you've also spoken to parents of other teenagers who have been murdered in London. What have they been saying, John? Yeah, there's, 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 there's a feeling of frustration that the problem of knife crime isn't being taken seriously enough. Many of the parents feel that City Hall, Mayor Sadiq Khan, 
hasn't really addressed the problem of knife crime and given it the importance that it should have. Uh, he, he claims that he, he doesn't have the resources to, to tackle this problem on his own and that the government have, have, have starved him of funding. But there is a feeling among the parents that he, he needs to be more present and uh, show more leadership uh, in, in tackling this, um, this terrible problem that's blighting the capital. John Dunn there. You can read his reporting on Operation Scepter and those interviews with the parents of knife crime victims at standard.co.uk. But will this work? Evening Standard columnist Natasha Mwanz has written about how growing up in Newham, she saw friends of friends get caught up in gang culture. And a decade on, she doesn't think much has changed. She's with me now. Natasha, could something like increasing officers on the street actually affect knife crime? While I don't disagree that a heavier police presence is needed, especially as sort of dire as the situation is becoming. I do think it can be difficult because, you know, historically, especially ethnic minorities and the black community have had quite a fraught relationship with the police force and with the Met Police, especially when you look back at things like stop and search and how it's always been skewed more towards or the, 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 belief is that it's always been skewed more towards young black men. I think that increasing the police force without doing any sort of reform in how the police force engage with these communities could just exacerbate the situation, if not monitored properly. You've written about how there needs to be more research done into this. What kind of research are you you talking about? What sort of areas should they be looking at? I think the research that needs to be done into kind of where and how knife crime can come to be this bad is to do with the communities that are mostly affected and mostly kind of produces these young boys, well, mainly boys who feel like their only kind of choices in life are to turn towards things like gang activity and sort of postcode wars. I think a lot of the time you'll find that these communities are under-resourced. There aren't many things like community centres. There are opportunities that aren't extended to people, to young people in these areas. And I think when you want to look into what provoke such a bad situation it's more than just criminalizing people it's more than just seeing these young people as monsters and murderers these are very young people these are teenagers who have things like exams and football and you know flirting with their school crush to you know that's what they should be doing with their time as young people but instead they're engaging in violent activity there are reasons for this and a lot of it has to do with the choices that these people are presented with with their lives and a cycle of poverty in, in many cases that keeps them sort of trapped in this in this cycle. Yeah, I think that's perhaps something that isn't really highlighted enough is that these are perfectly normal teenagers going around perfectly normal lives, getting involved in things like this. And it's hitting the communities really hard because it often comes as a shock doesn't it it does it does come as a shock a lot of the time but for the people and especially the young people living in these communities and trapped within that space it's not a surprise at all and you'll find that a lot of people in these areas and even when I was younger we all knew someone who was caught up in these sorts of activities we all had heard of people who had been stabbed who had been um, jumped by gangs who had gone to prison and it's very much kind of 
you know normal in these in these in these groups and communities um as well as kind of you know there are lots of older gang members who are adults who groom these younger boys to kind of take part in this activity and that's something that needs to be looked at as well is this a city-wide problem do you feel i do feel it's a city-wide problem kind of even just in the way that london is kind of made up you know you can very easily have you know really expensive houses and townhouses in places like Kensington and then round the corner there'll be council estates and more sort of under under resourced and underfunded areas so just even just by the infrastructure of London these things you know you're never going to find any one specific part of London that isn't affected by it but it's also affected very much on just when when you think of it in a more general sense it it affects us because nobody is safe from it and nobody, as long as this is an ongoing problem, there will be innocent bystanders who get hurt. There will be people who are there at the wrong place in the wrong time. It's it's always going to be a case of someone who had nothing to do with this kind of lifestyle but still gets caught up in it regardless. There's more on this in the Evening Standard newspaper or online at standard.co.uk. Follow our live blog for breaking news. And that's the leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.